Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And I have a very special guest on today. Um, this guy, you guys will see, he is absolutely hilarious. I recently met him at a mastermind group meeting at Jeffrey Gittimer's house. This guy is awesome. I want to welcome my new and very good friend. We're like best friends now. Um, my good friend, David Newman. David, the king of TikTok. How welcome, are you, buddy? Welcome, man. How Excited are you? to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here, dude. What's that? I said, I'm excited to have you here. I know. It's going to be crazy. Crazy, <laughs> I tell you. It's going to be nuts. So you want to tell everybody where you are right now? <laughs> I am outside of Philadelphia, but I'm even I'm not in my own home because the electric company evicted me and I am sitting in the office of my good friend and our COO here at Do It Marketing, Charlie Posnack. So technically I'm homeless right now, <laughs> homeless. And it's not, I thought maybe you didn't pay the bill, but that's not the case. <laughs> that's next. They keep doing this kind of service. I'll stop paying the bill. <laughs> so, oh my God, that's funny. So, so, um, you know, I created this show to help people have a breakthrough in life, to help them get unstuck and, and, you know, I think we've all been there where we get stuck and we don't know what to do. And, um, you know, I would like to have people hear your story, including me, because I don't know all the the I don't know all the the goods, man. So the gory details, the gory details. So so let's talk about um, first start where you were with where you were born and raised. Sure. Well, interestingly enough, my parents are Hungarian immigrants. They immigrated to Canada, to Montreal, and I was actually born in Montreal and spent my first five years in Canada. Wow. And my father got a job in New York City, and then we moved to northern New Jersey. So that was age five. Grew up in northern New Jersey. And um, actually, I stayed a Canadian citizen, U.S. permanent resident until the age of 30. So I was actually a uh, green card carrying uh, permanent resident alien. That's what they're called, resident aliens. Wow. I got a lot of mileage out of the whole resident alien thing. Yeah. But when I was 30, so I got married when I was 21. I got married super young. Luckily, I, I threw the dartboard on the exact right person. And this year is our 35th wedding anniversary. Oh, my gosh. 35 years someone's been putting up with me. Wow. So I'm, str I'm struggling with two weeks. I know. I know. I Well, it's been 35 years of every two weeks trying to figure it out. <laughs> you know how it is. But so at age 30, I had an American wife and two American kids. And I figured, OK, let's pull the plug. And I just went all in and took the citizenship test and boom. So that was kind of the growing up thing. Went to wow. college. At first, I thought I was going to be a doctor. You look like you could be a doctor. Failed out of pre-med. Oh. Failed out of chemistry, physics, and calculus all in the same semester. Realized Dr. Newman to surgery, Dr. Newman to surgery, not going to happen. So I oh failed my. out of that. Meanwhile, I was doing drama. I was doing like the school plays. I was doing, you know, all kinds of things. I said, I have an idea. I'm really good at that. Why don't I major in drama and English? I majored wow. in drama and English. I actually went to graduate school 
I have an MFA in stage directing from the City University of New York. Wow. Four years of theater in New York City. Really? In the 1980s. We lived in Brooklyn before Brooklyn was cool. Like, <laughs> it was dirty. It was nasty. There was literally, there was crack vials in front of our apartment building. Were so they yours? Brooklyn. It was like Brooklyn. Oh my gosh. It was, wow. it was we were in the hood, man. We were in the we we're in Midwood near Flatbush. Uh it's the it's the Hasidic Jewish hood. Wow. So what so hold, hold on. So are you are you technically Canadian? Well, I was born in Montreal. Now technically I'm a US citizen because I got naturalized and I took the test when I was 30. So you, but you don't, is it, it's not, so it's not a, I don't know how it works. Is it, it's not a dual citizenship? You know, I could have gone that way, but I oh. chose not to. I chose yeah. not to. Um, I mean, who wants to be Canadian? Yeah. I have a funny <laughs> story about that though. I, I have a lot of friends in Canada. We, we go to Canada for vacation and sometimes for business and all kinds of fun things. So we're on a family vacation. We're driving from Philly up to Toronto. We cross the border. I hand over four American passports. And the border guard is looking through this, leans into the car, looks in the back seat, sees the two kids, looks over at me, says, sir, besides yourself, are there any other Canadian citizens in the vehicle? <laughs> and I said, no, no, I'm, I'm American. That's an American passport that I gave you. Yeah. Looks at the front page, says, sir, it says that you were born in Montreal. And a little twinkle in his eye at this point. But let me ask you again, besides yourself, are there any other Canadian citizens in the vehicle? And I wow. smile and I go, nope, just me. And he says, welcome back. Oh, my God. So they wouldn't let me go. They literally, no, no, he's Canadian. It says right here, Montreal. Oh I don't care God. U.S., Russian passport, you know, Canadian <laughs> passport. This guy's one of ours. Oh my God. That's awesome. Wow. So you were shown some favor. <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so four years of theater while I was teaching, while I was doing the four years of theater, rather, I was teaching in my graduate school and a friend of mine says, Hey, you seem to be pretty good at this teaching thing. You could do that for companies and that's called corporate training. And maybe you can make a living at that. So in 1992, I started my 10-year corporate training career. Uh, wow. in, it was HR. Um, I did some training, some consulting, HR consulting, management consulting, technology consulting. It was a series of three different jobs at three different companies. Uh, did some work with Microsoft, did some work uh, for a big consulting company called Towers Perrin, uh, did some work for PeopleSoft before they were bought by Oracle. So all wow. in the kind of tech and professional services world. And then and my wife still wags her finger in December of 2001, December of 2001, I get the harebrained idea. You know what? I know training. I know teaching. I know consulting. I'm just going to go out on my own as an entrepreneur. Screw this thing. I'm, I'm getting out of here. So six figure, six figure paycheck, bonuses, stock options. Oh. I say goodbye to all of that. I jump off the cliff and I say, yeah, how hard could it be? January 1st, 2002 was my first day as an entrepreneur. I had no freaking idea, Ken. No idea what wow. the hell I was doing. 
What I year was this? 2000. It was what, disaster. What year was it again? 2002. Wow, dude. So, you, okay. So you gave up, we'll just say a couple hundred thousand at least, I'd say, um, to, to become an entrepreneur <laughs> because it's a lot cooler being an entrepreneur. So, so one would think. So one would think. <laughs> we, we, so my first program, because I literally, I bought into this franchise thing that was selling like prefab workshops. So yeah. I had 30 different workshops. Jack of all trades, master of none, everything I'm telling my clients today, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, don't do all the crazy stuff that I did. Yeah. <laughs> so I got uh, a client somehow refers me or something. Do you do time management? And I'm flipping through my workshops going, oh, there it is. Yes, I do time management. Yes, I do. It's workshop 17. Uh, oh when do you like time management workshop? And I charge them $900. $900. Now, wow. you might think, hey, and this was literally January of 2002. It wasn't January 1st, but it was that first month. Yeah. Then I didn't get a check for nine additional months. Like no money coming in. I had to live on $900 for Oh my God. Are you savings? And you know how this goes, but, but yeah, I couldn't get a check. I couldn't get a client. I couldn't get a client to save my life. And I'm like, okay, this sucks. So I did two things. I did two things. And this ties back to where we met with our mutual buddy, Jeffrey Gittimer. Yeah. I went to a Jeffrey Gittimer seminar here in Philadelphia and it was like, it was like a babe in the woods, right? I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. And I bought <laughs> yeah. sales Bible and I bought, he had the creativity books and he had all yeah. the stuff in the back of the room. And I went, I went nuts. I just went, I bought everything. I'm like, how? I'm like the guy with like the arm full of books walking down the hall. And that was, that was the beginning of me realizing I better study sales and marketing. I better figure that out because as an entrepreneur, it's not about doing the work. It's about getting the work. It is 1000%. But how did you buy it? If you had $900 in January, were, were you living on credit? Well, I had some money saved up from the oh. JOB. Wow. But you know, you're sitting on this pile of money and you slowly start seeing it go down and down, yeah. and, down and down. And you're like, I better get my act together because the lifeline only goes so long. Right. Oh my gosh, man. Well, hey, you know what? I didn't have any of that when I started mine, dude. I had no money. It was it was either go out and 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 start hunting and killing or die. <laughs> there was I had 20 bucks, man. That was it. So it's tough, right? Like it's, it's, it's tough. Nine months without a paycheck. Nine months without a client. Nine months with no check, no, no paycheck, no client check, no nothing check. Wow. No coat check, no hat check, no checkout line. Dude. Wow. So, so wake up call. So now what I tell my clients, Ken, is sales happen daily. Yes. We put fresh targets on our radar every single day. Yeah. It's the old orange juice commercial, right? A day without or orange juice is like a day without sunshine. Well, to me, a day without a sale is like a day without sunshine. In fact, it's worse. It's a day without oxygen. 
Right. Business needs sales as the oxygen that will keep you going so you can do the great work that you're meant to do. And don't don't you find it odd? I'm sure with your clients, you know, some some of them see sales as a bad word. Oh, almost all of them. It's like, why are you in business? Right? I remember, so I had a couple early mentors, virtual mentors. Yeah. Um, so I'd never met Jeffrey Gittimer back in 2002. I'd never met Tom Peters, never met Seth Godin, but yeah. I followed their work. Sure. One of Tom Peters' slides still speaks to me to this day. It says, if you don't like sales, get another life. <laughs> if you, and he wasn't just talking to salespeople. Right. He was talking to executives and C-suite leaders. If you don't like sales, get another life. That's because right. Every day, every hour, every minute, we're selling something to someone. We're selling an idea. We're selling our opinion. We're selling our perspective. We're selling our uh, products or services or brand, or we're selling our reputation. You know, yeah. and one of the things I love about you is you have this entire amazing video series here. You are selling your value. People aren't paying money right now to watch us. I don't think. Maybe they are, but but you're maybe selling. they are. Hey, maybe they are. <laughs> See that? Uh, but you're totally selling that you're a smart guy. You talk to great people. It, well, and then me also. Um, <laughs> and this is this is a sale. This is a sale. Right. And part of the sale, I think you, you wrote about this in one of your posts, I think recently, the sales about attention, right? We need video and we need video interviews. We need our own video platform because we're, we're in the attention economy. And I couldn't I mean, agree with you more. And, and you, you're 1000% right. Uh, let me make a case in point. You are a great dude. But if I took just a picture of you wearing those amazing glasses and you were like, hey, I'm going to do an ad on LinkedIn with my picture, <laughs> people would be like, he is a CPA, maybe, <laughs> right? And how many CPAs have funny personalities? Could, could someone just screenshot this, please? <laughs> this <is> CPA face. <laughs> There it Thank is. You. So, Thank so, you. so like, but my point is without, you know, if you, let's say that you're like, okay, I need to generate some more attention. Well, you have options. You can a do some video commercials on TV, right? Which is Philadelphia market. Maybe I don't know, New York and spend tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, B, you could do a still photo kind of thing and, and run ads like that. Or C, get on live stream, do videos, do stuff where people can see your authenticity and people can see that you're, you know, somewhat of a funny guy. Yeah. Moderately funny. That's my brand. <laughs> Moderately funny. Moderatelyfunny.com. Well, so here's the, let me just tell you something about being funny, because I think humor also has a place in marketing sure. and human connection and being Absolutely. relatable. Uh, so I will do seminars, I'll do programs, I'll even sometimes do webinars where people give me the following feedback. Oh, David, you're so funny. Have you ever thought about being a stand-up comedian? And I've actually taken a stand-up comedy class. And by the way, stand-up comedy, it's 90% about the writing. It's not about the performing. You get the writing dialed in, Right, you write your own material and then you just kill it when you go out there. But it's 90% writing. 
What okay. I tell people is, well, you know, I've taken a comedy class and thank you for the for the feedback, but at best, I am moderately funny. So right. if you think about it, what you want is a moderately funny consultant. You do not want a moderately funny comedian. <laughs> a moderately funny comedian goes broke. A right. moderately funny consultant has a chance. Exactly. Exactly. So, so back, let's back up, back it up. Let's go back to, beep, 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 beep. let's go back to Brooklyn. Is sure. that where you went to school? High grad school? school? That was grad school. That was what? That was graduate school. Oh, oh, oh. So my well, undergraduate, already been... school, undergraduate was Franklin and Marshall college in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I got you. So where did, uh, so you didn't grow up in Brooklyn. Did not grow up in Brooklyn. Why, why did I think you said you grew up in Brooklyn? That grew happened up in Northern fast. New Jersey. Northern New Jersey. Oh, got it. New York. Okay. It's all kind of the same area. Same area. Philly. I mean, literally 20 minutes outside the Lincoln Tunnel is where wow. we were in Montclair. Wow. wow. Montclair. So, so you, you grew up in the greater New York City area. That would be correct. Okay. Um, so you went to college. I did. And you did some really cool stuff with your degree. Well, first I failed out, of course, of pre-med. And then right. I did up with my degree when I got my head screwed on straight. But, you know, that's another great lesson, I think. Yes. In entrepreneurship is everyone's going to push you and pull you and, oh, you should be a doctor and you should be this kind of person. You should pursue this kind of career. You should be this kind of entrepreneur. Do what you love, for God's sakes. Right. Do what you love. Do what's fun for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of these things that people talk about often is the imposter syndrome, where people say, I can't believe they're paying me for all this money. I mean, doesn't everyone know this? No, everyone doesn't know this. And the place where you're going to make the most money and have the most impact is in areas that come easily to you, but are difficult for others. Yes. So, when I was going out and I was doing all this kind of crazy, wonderful theater stuff, it was fun for me. And now doing the marketing and the sales and working with speakers and consultants and coaches, this is fun for me because I'm looking at the old me, right? And going, right. stop doing that. No, that's not going to work. No, right. stop wasting time on that. That's ridiculous. I did that. I tried that. It doesn't work. Right. You know, right. do this, not that. And to me, it's easy. They, they still keep paying though. I know, but like... What do you think, like with your experience with these, these, um, customer, we have Jennifer Gittimer on here, by the way, she's watching the Jennifer Gittimer, the, the one and only, yeah. well, we better, can you erase what I said five minutes ago? <laughs> God damn it. I uh, know. Sorry, Jen, kidding. We were kidding. That wasn't about, that was another Jen Gittimer. <laughs> Don't say we, I didn't say it. You, you did. did. You were horrible. It's terrible. <laughs> so, so I, was, I don't She's probably gone by now. I know um, she is, yeah. Yeah. But but so um and he's kidding, Jen. We didn't talk bad about you. He did, but I didn't. <laughs> so so with the, the clients that you have, yeah, like what what are some of the things that you see? Because you deal with a lot of speakers and entrepreneurs. Um what are some of the things that you see that are that are holding people back? Because I know a lot of speakers that, you know, and I know a lot of speakers that don't have two nickels to rub together. Uh, and and what, you know, 
What is it that you think is holding people back in your opinion? I think it's a couple of things. And I, I know these intimately because guess what? I, I lived it and you know, it's a very common pattern. I think yeah. one is simply a failure to decide. I think in my opinion, and I've written books about this, so I guess it must be a decent opinion. Uh, the first thing, the most important word in marketing and sales is decide, decide yes. or define. And by that, I mean, decide who you are and decide who you're not. Define your area of expertise where you want to solve some problems and then define where you don't want to play ever. Right. So not only who's a great fit, Ken, but who's a terrible fit? Who's the who is going to be the nightmare client from hell that you never, ever, ever want to work with? Because when you decide and define who you are and who you're not, what problems you solve or what problems you don't, what specific areas you want to play in, now you've elevated yourself to the level of a specialist and you're no longer a generalist. And one of my sound bites is that specialists win on value or experts win on value and generalists die on price. Generalists are by definition a dime a dozen, easily yes. interchangeable with each other. So that first time management workshop that I did for $900, yeah. anybody could have done that. Anybody, you could have done that. You could have done that. You've done a probably five times better job than I did. It was a total commodity because that wasn't my expertise. That right. I study that. I'm not the world's best expert at that. It was just, yeah, time management. Sure. Let me pull it out of my toolkit. Boom. Here you go. Right. Right. You know, compared to David Allen, right? Getting things done. Yeah. Who has like seven, eight million dollar company that yeah. just does time management. That's right. all they do. And at the best in the world at that. Why would you want to compete with that when you could carve out, a, you decide and you define exactly the kind of business that you want, the kind of clients that you want, the kind of work that you want. So I think one of the big failures is this fear of missing out, right? We're hedging our bets. Well, yeah. I don't want to specialize because what if someone comes in here? What if someone asks me for that? Right. The mantra that I share with people, focus on what you want. And you can always take what comes, right? Someone shows up on your doorstep with a ten dollars or $20,000 check and says, hey, can you help me with this? And you say, well, yes, I can, or we can, our company can. I'm right. never going to tell people, turn away a check. But I'm also not going to tell you to try and boil the ocean and be everything to everyone, because that's how I started out. And the first three years of my business were a total disaster because of it. And, and, and I think that that's probably very common you know, it's like you become the the um, the potpourri mix of your industry, right? Like you're like, yeah, you know, because maybe maybe your 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 specialty is one thing, and it's not paying well yet. So you're like, well, we could also also sell Reese's peanut butter cups. I should get I should get them to sponsor the show now. Um, but, and, and Hey, throw in a Kit Kat while we're at it. And Hey, you know what? A lot of people don't like those two things. So let's sell Snickers too. Meanwhile, I'm an ear, nose and throat specialist, <laughs> right? But, but I mean, and again, that's a huge exaggeration, but 
but people do that. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. You've done it. We've all done that where it's like, I'm not making enough money selling my time management course. Maybe it's because it sucked. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what, and, and if, if it's like, okay, how do we, how do you, so how do you get people off of that? How do you get people to say, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making any money doing all of these 10 things. Although I've invested a ridiculous amount of money in marketing these 10 things. How do you get them to, to hone in on the one thing? Not only do they invest time and money, the, the biggest investment that's really tough to rip the Band-Aid off, they've you know. invested their ego. Oh, yeah. They've invested their identity and uh, who I am. This is what I do. Yeah. This is my thing. And I love my 17 topics. Yeah. So there's two steps, Ken. Step number one, I look at their 17 topics and I said, which of these have people paid you money for in the last 12 months? Right. That generally takes 14 off the table and it leaves three. Right. I mean, seriously, it's that dramatic. I say, have you ever right. sold this? No. Have you ever sold that to anybody? No. Uh, how about this? No. Right. Take it off the menu. Yes. Target what you want. You can always take what comes. That leaves us with three. I said, okay, let's look at these three that are left. Is there an umbrella under which these three all might fit? Or is there one of them that really also includes or encapsulates the other two. Right. Either we take, take all three diverse products and say, well, here's how it all makes sense. And I call this an integrated product suite. Right. So think about the way Apple computer does it, right? When you buy an Apple uh, iPhone, now it's time to go buy a tablet. Well, you're not going to get a Samsung tablet. You're probably going to get an iPad because the iPad works better with the iPhone. When right. you want a laptop, you might look at other laptops, but you're probably going to get a MacBook because now you have the MacBook and the iPad and the iPhone, and they all work better when they're together. That's called an integrated product suite. And right. Apple Computer is the best at the world, of course, at giving you, you know, now you have to have an Apple Watch. Now you have to have this. Now you have to have the Apple Car. Now you have to watch Apple TV. Now right. you have to do, you know, Apple Music and Apple Books. And okay, we get it. Integrated yep. product suite. So either everything fits under one umbrella or when I ask people, well, what's this program or what's this service or what's this brand? They go, well, that's really connected to over here. I said, okay, so could we have, this is the umbrella and under this two or three things are in your integrated product suite. So for example, people might say, well, I have a two day seminar and then I, I can also do a keynote on that and I've got a 90 day coaching program. Okay, great. Now I want to take the 90-day coaching program and make an online course. Even better. Fantastic. Now we have four things in the integrated product suite. But what I think what people miss out on is when they're on a show like this, Ken, or when they're on their own podcast or their own video series or when they're you know anywhere, online or offline. Right. And they say, what is this person all about? Can you put it in two or three words? I call that your CNN headline. Because when you watch CNN, you get the red bar at the bottom of the screen, and it's going to give you one or two words and the word expert, right? right. So I might be marketing expert. I might be speaker marketing expert. That's about it. It's not going to be marketing plus leadership plus sales plus plumbing supplies plus <laughs> online video plus basket weaving plus hair plugs. I mean, I probably need all of those things, but yeah. – 
literally <laughs> think about the CNN test, blank expert, blank consultant, right. right? What would you fill in the blank with? What are those one or two words? And then does that cover your integrated product suite? So, but okay. So I love, I love all that. And that is incredibly deep and technical. Um, it, it really is. And, and, and I'm sure that when you dig in, like I, I'm a, um, I like the, 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 the 10,000 foot view of, of things, right. I, I hate getting into the, the weeds on, on for me personally and my, my stuff, right. I'd rather have other people that are in the weeds getting it done. Like yeah. I, I'm the, you know, and I think that that's not, not all that uncommon with entrepreneurs, is it? It is not. We are generally very creative, big picture, yeah. entrepreneurial ADD rules the day. Right. Squirrel. <laughs> like, right. So, so, so what, how, I mean, do you find where you, you have to bring people into that reality? Like, like, Hey, like we got to get real here. Like you gotta, you gotta get in the weeds. Well, either they need to get in the weeds or they need to hire help sooner than they do. Yeah. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, the first hire that they are reluctant to make is some kind of assistant, right? Yeah. Virtual assistant, marketing assistant, someone that can take some of the monkey work off their plate. Every And maybe you have a different experience with this, Ken, but every single person that I have talked to when they've made that step they say, I can't believe I waited this long. Yep. Why in the world did I wait this long to hire this person? He or she changed my life, 20, 25, 30 bucks an hour, and I'm now free. It's like, yeah, you're now free. So now you have to have a revenue stream, of course. Sometimes yeah. you even hire the person, right? You got to dig your well before you're thirsty. Hire that person, short-term yeah. pain, long-term gain, because yep. you know that if you had two or three months of focused energy, you could finish that book, you could finish that course, you could do more outreach, you could do more prospecting activity. You wouldn't be stuck behind the computer, you know, rebuilding your website for the 17th time or trying to connect your shopping cart to your course and making yourself crazy. You hand that off to someone and say, here, you know, the most six most powerful words that an entrepreneur can say, I'll let you figure that out. I let you figure that out. Well, yeah. how does the shopping cart connect to blah, 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 blah. how do I get my email service? I'll let you figure that out. Yeah. If, if, if you need some extra help or you know you don't know what to do, come back to me. But I'll let you figure that out. I love that, man. And that's powerful. People, I I I you know, I do some coaching too and I and and consulting. And I like I literally had this conversation yesterday with someone and I said, you need to hire a couple of people, right? And and that's a tough conversation to have sometimes because the 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 resistance is crazy. Yeah, the resistance is insane sometimes. So you know, um, what in the world? So like, here you are, you, you leave a very high paying six figure job. I do. You get you get into. Um, this business of being a corporate teacher trainer. Um, and, and did you start going out and doing speaking engagements right away or did that come yeah. later? Yeah. Speaking and training. I had two profit centers at the beginning and really for the first 
seven or eight years of my business. It yeah. was speaking slash training and it was one-on-one -on -one coaching. Okay. So I had, you know, the speaking and training, I had big corporate contracts. Eventually when I started to figure some things out, um, big corporate contracts, uh, QVC, Microsoft, um, wow. whole bunch of different banks, financial services, Merrill Lynch, uh, PNC bank, all kinds of things like that. And I was doing some, uh, training and some consulting. And then the one-on-one -on -one coaching actually came from other speakers, consultants, and experts who saw that I finally figured some things out. Yeah. And they said, hey, can I pick your brain? Can we go have breakfast? Can we go have lunch? Can we go have coffee? I was like, yeah, sure. So I had a ton of breakfast, lunch, coffee, drinks with a whole bunch of people. No money ever changed hands. And then a friend of mine who's still a friend to this day is a very talented career consultant. Uh -huh. And he sits down with me and he's asking me all these questions and I'm just talking to him. He just stops mid-sentence and he says, you should do this for a living. And I said, excuse me, do what for a living? He says, you should just work with people like me, with consultants and experts and business book authors and help us get our heads straight with the marketing and the sales. And, the, and I laughed at him. I was like, wow. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> First of all, consultants, speakers and trainers. They're all broke. They're all broke. They have no money. Right. Thank you, thank you but no thank you. I'm going to go back to my big corporate contracts, my big corporate training clients. I'm perfectly, he says, no, listen, humor me. Please humor me. If I get three, four people together, little small group program, will you do something for us? I said, okay, okay just to humor you because I like you, sure. So Ken, here's what we did. I put together a four-week program it was in my living room. Wow. I charged these people. There was like six of them all together. I charged them 50 bucks each, basically bagel and coffee money. Not 50 <laughs> bucks a session, 50 bucks for the four weeks. Wow. $12.50 a week. Ugh. And we sat down in my living room for four Tuesday mornings, like 8 a.m. to 1030. And we had the bagels, we had the coffee, and I just unloaded marketing, sales, business development, strategies, tactics. Here's how to get into big corporate. Here's how to sell training. Here's how to sell coaching. Here's how I sell consulting. And it was just really from personal experience, right? It's like, here's what works for me. I, I hope it'll work for you. I, I don't know. And then yeah, good started getting results. And, and that kind wow. of, I was like, wow, holy crap, this stuff actually works for you. I, I knew it worked for me, but it worked for you. Now, here was, the, here was the big pivotal moment. This was 2007, 2008. I think it was more like 2007. At the same yeah. time, I had a big training contract uh, with an insurance brokerage firm here in Philadelphia. They bought three programs up front. At that point, for a half-day seminar, I was charging 3500 bucks. They bought three of them, cash in hand, $10,500. I walk, wow. this, I walk in for seminar number one out of three, and I yeah. see a whole bunch of people sitting there like this, yeah. crossed, grimaces. They do not want to be there. They're like prisoners. And it's like, okay, tough guy, show us what you got. I don't want to be here. I want to be back on the phone. I want to be back selling. My boss made yeah. me be here. And it's right. literally 9.01 a.m. I'm looking out at this sea of grumpy faces. And it was the same time that I was doing this four weeks 
with yeah. my buddies in my living room. And I was having so much more fun with them than I did with this group. And I literally, the following phrase popped in my mind. I'll never forget this. I said to myself, dude, you are in the wrong room, doing the wrong program for the wrong people for the wrong reason. And wow. that was the day, Ken, that I turned down my corporate training and yeah. speaking. And I said, you know what? I think my career consultant friend was right. And I am meant to help these other entrepreneurial speakers, consultants, coaches, et cetera. And that's when I started doing some one-on-one -on -one, and I started doing some group coaching, some yeah. live led courses that led to online courses that led to mentoring that led to hiring a team that now does some of the coaching and mentoring with me. But it was a huge turning point. Just seeing those grumpy faces, despite <laughs> the fact that $10,000 was in my bank account back in yeah. 2007. And, you yeah. know, 10,000 bucks was something back in 2007. Yeah, uh, it still is. And I, I just realized, like, oh, this is not my people. This is not my mission in life. Wow. What, so so did you refund the money or did you do all the... No, I finished the goddamn program. <laughs> You're like, hey, hey no. They're still around, by the way. If they're watching this live stream, then hello to ICBM and Balakinwood PA. I love you guys. Yeah. You're mean to me, but I still love you. So, wow, dude. Um, so you had a huge awakening moment. Yeah. I mean, big time. Big time. Wow. Yeah. I, and I, I get that along this journey, how many times, you know, do we, and I, I, you're making me think like, how many times do we get into something because like, maybe we were good at it at some point, or we don't pay attention to the market shifting, you know, it's like the, the website stuff that I've done for 26 years. It's a commodity. I mean, I'm good at it and there I'm, I'm, I'm one of the best in the world. I, I honestly think that I am. And, but, but it's a commodity, man. There's like eight year olds doing it in their mom's basement now. And it's like, so you've seen me go through that shift, even within the last couple of weeks, a big shift happened. Right. So, so wow. My, my brain is kind of mush on this whole topic right now. So with the, the, um, when you take an entrepreneur and you're like, dude, we got to strip, strip down what's not working. People struggle with letting go. Like I would say even fight tooth and nail. Yeah. Sometimes but how, how do you get them into the mindset of, of you just, you just have to point out the facts. Look, dude, you, you haven't made any money in 10 years. Like, well, generally it's not that bad, <laughs> I know, I know. but you, um, you got to strip them down, right? You got to point you out. The, yeah. Wow. Well, and you know, but by, by the time someone talks to me, they know something is wrong. Like they, yeah. they've already probably had their Houston. We have a problem moment. Yeah. Yeah. They either heard this from their spouse or their CPA or somebody that, hey, this isn't working the way that you want it to be working. Yeah. So, uh, but it's still, it's still a struggle. And so at some point you just have to say, listen, we've tried it your way for X number of years. You yeah. paid me a whole bunch of money to help you try right. it my way, try right. it my way. 
And right. generally, you know, one of the things that we also focus on are some fast cash strategies, because the, the most obvious way that I can show someone that this is going to work is to give them some quick wins. Figure yeah. out what's the low hanging fruit? You know, what relationships can they go back to with a new offer or a new program or a new value prop that is in that integrated product suite and say, hey, you know what? It's been it's been, you know, a couple of years. So great to reconnect with you. What's new? What's happening? What's next in your world? And then I, ideally they would ask you, well, hey, David, what's next? What's new? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm doing yeah. the old program that we did together or the old service not doing that anymore, shifting into this. And I'll tell you, even when I give that strategy to some clients, that almost always leads to either a sales conversation right then and there or a referral. Because what that old prospect yeah. hears now is clarity. <clears throat> they hear yeah. Clarity, they hear decisiveness, they hear commitment, and that is very, very appealing. So people say, well, what if I make the wrong decision? What if I pick the wrong thing to be the centerpiece of my program? I said, you know what? Sometimes the clarity is going to have appeal just because of it, it itself. And you can always redecide. Here's the problem when people don't decide anything and they keep that huge spread of investable opportunities. Yep. They never get to experience that clarity. If you say, hey, I've been making this offer. I've talked to 15 people over the last 45 days. Nobody has bought it. And right. I said, well, what kind of people? Were they the decision maker? What was your sales conversation? Blah, 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 blah. If right. we really validate that that's not the right offer, we can undecide. We can undecide and redecide anytime we want to. Yep. The people that have the biggest problem are the ones that don't decide ever. I, you know, I, I you probably don't know. I don't think I told you this, but I I am actually writing a book on making a decision. I have I'm in the middle of writing a book about it. Maybe that we should be a bestseller because that's the biggest sticking point in so many things. We should co. Maybe maybe I bring you in as a co-author, dude. It's 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 the number one most important thing to anything in life, yeah. not just success in business. Like, you know, how many, how many dudes did you know back in the day that, you know, couldn't make a decision on the woman that they wanted. So they were out there just, and they were miserable. Yeah. They were miserable. Dude, make a decision for the love of God and everything else. It's holy decide. And let me tell you where else. I mean, this is something that you're right in our personal life and all kinds of areas. I talked to a guy, this is about four or five years ago, and this soundbite stuck with me. He was he lost 50 pounds, just had a dr tremendous, dramatic weight loss. And we yeah. had a meal together. And they're bringing around the dessert card and they're going, oh, here's the chocolate mousse and the cheesecake and the triple layer, blah, 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 blah. And he just completely unfazed. And I'm like drooling. Everything looks so amazing. Everything looks so fantastic. And he just said, nope, black coffee, thanks. And I said, how do you do that? And he said the following profound phrase. Get ready. Once you make the decision, your choices are easy. Amen. So he made the choice. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to take care of my health. That was a foundational decision. Yep. Do I have black coffee or cheesecake? Well, that's easy. We all know the answer to that. We all know that answer. It's we have cheesecake. Coffee. 
So he doesn't do any processing when the dessert cart walks right. by because he already made the decision. It's unbelievable. It's it's waffling on your decisions that screws people up. Amen, brother. <clears throat> like just decide. It's like when Andy Frisella challenged me to do 75 hard when he was on my show. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And it's called 75 hard. It should be called many other things. But like, you know, I made the decision. F you. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, at least that. And so. You know, I, I made the decision, like, I am doing this and I am completing it no matter what. And we had a 16-hour drive home from Florida one day and pulled in the driveway at 3.23 a.m. And I had to complete my second workout for the day. And went to the gym at 3.20 after driving 16 hours. So it's, it is that dude. It's all about the decision. Yeah. How, so how many people do you know that, that are unbelievably successful and happy in life all because they have a primary focus on something they decided on long ago? Almost everyone, right? Almost everyone. That's such a great criteria, by the way, the way that you just verbalized that, that is the magic key, I think, to success. Yeah. Is make a foundational decision and then go 110 miles an hour towards that every single day. Another soundbite, I'm, I'm just a fountain of soundbites. These today. are all tweetable. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, it really is about momentum. Right. So once you make a decision, yes. right, take some action. That's why our company is called Do It Marketing, because we believe in taking action. Yes. Action leads to traction. Traction leads to momentum. And then momentum leads to results. Imagine when you just made a sale. Right. You pick up the phone and you call that next prospect or you return that next. You're typically going to make another sale. Because yep. the momentum, like now you're expecting it, right? You're in the zone, you're in the groove, you're making things happen. It doesn't yep. happen all the time, but we've all had those streaks where success leads to success leads to success. Why? Because you took action. Action gave you traction, meaning that you made forward progress. Yep. The traction gave you momentum, small win, big win, huge win. And then that led to more and better results. And just like that's a positive loop, when people are inactive and sitting there, I'll just wait to see what leads come in. I'm just going to sit here and wait for the phone to ring. Now it's yeah. atrophy and lack of action leads to that same spiral except in reverse. And it's yep. bad. And I was in that negative spiral for three years. We've all been there. I didn't get off my ass and make any changes or make any decisions. We have all been there. and And so... I, I think I know your answer, but I'm going to throw it out there. So, so when, when you find somebody that's stuck there, when you find, when you, when you get a client, you meet someone, maybe they're not a client. Maybe it's just some person you meet in a restaurant or whatever. Um, and you know, you can tell, right. You can tell when somebody's stuck there. Oh yeah. Right. What do you say to them to help them get 
because you've been there, right? Like, what do you say to them to help them in that moment? Get, get out of that. Well, I guess it's more about questions. I'm always yeah. a big believer that the questions that we ask, uh, first of all, we're judged more on the questions that we ask than on the statements sure. that we make. Right. And I think also to get someone to have some sort of deep insight into their own situation, the yeah. only way you can get that is to ask questions, not to tell them, dude, you're screwed up. You're yeah. stuck. You got a problem, buddy. Right. It really doesn't work. But I, no. I, I would ask them, you know, what, you know, what hasn't been working so far? And they will tell you all the things that, you know, it's like a doc, it's a doctor doing a diagnosis. Like, where does it hurt? Yeah. Yeah. Right? What hasn't yeah. been working? And think back, what has worked in your business? And now this is another huge insight for a lot of people, including me. Uh, people will say, well, you know, what always works is going back to an old client. What always works is getting a referral. What always works is doing a webinar. What always works is whatever. I said, okay, when's the last time you did that? And then they have kind of a, wow, that's, you're right. So the, the sound bite there is it worked so well, we stopped doing it. Right. It's like, if right. it worked well, and now we think, oh, I'm, I'm too advanced. I'm beyond that. I, you know, I don't need to meet new people. I don't need to go and, you know, go, go to my local trade association or, you know, a chapter yeah. of my professional group, because, you know, God forbid I meet a possible joint venture partner or a referral partner or a potential yeah. client or that a new friend sad. or whatever. It's like, <laughs> you got to get out of your office. And one of the things I love about video, Ken, and what you're doing this is a way to get out of your office and to go into the world right here from our office, yep. right? So the people that watch your show, the people that follow me or buy my books or come to my programs, online webinars, videos, all yeah. this crazy stuff that we put out, it is a way of getting out into the world. I would even go one step further, not to blow smoke up your butt, but every day <laughs> that someone is not on video, they are losing money. Well, and let me take it to a different level that most people don't think about. And that is if I, if I were to just meet you, I would say, David, do you have information that can change someone's life if they apply the information that you teach them? Yes. Would it change their life for the better or the worse? Usually the better. <laughs> Right. And then I would say, do you realize that by not going live, by not getting yourself out there, by not plastering every single possible method that there is, that you're stealing from those people? Wow. That is profound. And it's so, so true. You literally are like, yeah. what's your, what other purpose do you have to be on this planet to accumulate a bunch of money and then die? Like, no, dude, it's, you're here to impact the world in a positive way. We all are. And if you're not getting your message out there and you're not positively affecting people's lives, then you're literally stealing from them. It's true. It is true, man. And people don't look at it like that. And, and it, it, that's why I'm passionate. You know what I'm passionate about. That's what I'm passionate about is waking people freaking up about this. So, you know, like, so, so uh, enough about all of that. Let's talk about me. I'm kidding. So let's talk about your, um, the fact that you are a best-selling author. You've written 
I know of two books, Do It Marketing and Do It Speaking. Um, I have, hey, look, look at who we have on. The king of sales. The king of sales is Holy here. Holy moly. We have a celebrity in the house, Mr. Jeffrey Gittimer. Jeez, just when we felt important, he had to show up. <laughs> yeah, we were we were big deals till about twenty seconds ago. We were huge. We were now, huge. <laughs> now we're like this. Uh, so, so you've written a couple of books. Where did what prompted that? What made you go? I got to write a book. Well, so the first thing, you know, I held up two fingers, meaning two books. Yeah. Before the two real books, yeah, I had eight self-published books. So my first book came out in 2004. Wow. You can still find it on Amazon. Uh, one book was called Relish. The other book was called Relish for Business. And it was little sound bites and quotes and yeah. inspirational, motivational nonsense. I think if each of them sold a grand total of maybe seven copies. Oh, God. And my mom bought five and I bought one and I think my kids might've bought one. Oh my God. So self, I was always a writer. I was always, yeah. always a writer. I love writing. I was blogging before blogging was cool. Right. I, had a blog, I had a blog on blogger. Remember blogger? Oh, heck yeah. It still exists. I have a blogger blog. It's still wow. out there. The first, first entry is like June of 2002. Wow. And it's still out there. It's crazy. So awesome. always been writing, but, you know, writing without purpose and writing without distribution, in my mind, it doesn't work. I mean, you can write your brains out and then there's a lot of genius writers who are broke. Yeah. So in 2012, I said, okay, I now have enough experience. I have my head screwed on straight. Um, I think I've got something to say. And I connected with a literary agent and we sold the first book to the American Management Association. That was our publisher. And that came out in 2013. And so that book changed my life. When that book came out, that book changed my life. Um, not because I got rich off the royalties and no one right. except Jeffrey Gittimer gets rich off royalties. Um, <laughs> right. you know, John Grisham or any of these big names, Tom Clancy and so on. Yeah. But uh, because of the book, because of the book, uh, all kinds of people started to come into my world. So yeah. people read the book. Can you coach me? Can you come into our company? Can we do a program? Can you come speak for our group? And I really, I cultivated that. Right. right? I, I marketed the daylights out of the book. And I think in the publishing world, by the way, a lot of people make this mistake. They put out a book and they fail to understand, Ken, what you and I were talking about before, yeah. that now this is part of your integrated product suite. It's not just, oh, the book is out here and my right. business is over here. The book builds the business and the business yep. builds the book. And it's totally synchronized, totally aligned, yep. right? The book supports the business. The business supports the book. Right. So I really just was going wild, hog wild on that for six years. Then, of course, 2012, 2013, 2014, I started doing a lot of speaking specific programs. So helping consultants who speak, coaches who speak, entrepreneurs who speak, executives who speak. There was a speaking component to yep. the Do It Marketing book, but it wasn't just about speaking. It was all kinds of marketing and you know small business marketing, entrepreneurial marketing of any kind. Right. So I decided, okay, 
I'm a little out of sync because I'm now, again, specialize, decide, define. Am I going to be a marketing guy or am I going to be a marketing guy who specializes in speaking as the ultimate marketing strategy, speaking as the ultimate leadership brand builder, and speaking as the ultimate one-to-many sales tool? I said, mm. okay, I'm all in on speaking. So I had to write a book. I had to write a book. And so wow. that's where the second book came from. And it's all about how speaking is those three things. Yep. Ultimate marketing strategy, leadership brand builder, and one-to-many sales platform. So that is now for non-speakers, right? That's for professionals. That's for salespeople. That's for CEOs who speak. That's for brand managers and product managers and financial advisors and insurance and real estate and all kinds of people who are selling their products, their services, their ideas, and their brand. If they're not using speaking as one of the pillar strategies, I guarantee you they are losing out. They're not getting enough prospects, leads, and sales, and they could be getting a lot more. So, and, and, and I'd like, man, I cannot believe it's been an hour already. What the I know, dude, what? Yeah. Well, you know what? We can just keep going for a few more minutes. So here I want to put the the book up on the screen so people can see it. There's the name of of your book. That's the front cover of your book. Um, Do it speaking. Um, And I happen to be the proud owner of the audible version of that book. And it's an excellent book. And, and I'd like you to kind of, and I, I, you know, I don't want you to obviously go through the entire book, but, but go through kind of explain to people any kind of a business owner. I, I don't care if you are a flower shop owner. I keep bringing that up. I, I, maybe owning a flower shop is in my future. I don't know. I keep bringing up flower shops on my show, but but maybe you own a flower shop or you own a a, a hardware store or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And and you're looking for more business. Yeah. Can you give a couple of examples how just a a regular old business owner that's not a speaker, not an author, not a that they how can they use speaking in your opinion to expand their business to make more money. That's what they want, right? Absolutely. Well, so uh, let me give you an example. And this isn't, this isn't necessarily a hardware store owner, but um, there's a a web design company, web design company. And as you well know, that's the business that you've been in for, for quite a while. Yeah. One guy here in the Philadelphia area, when you say web design, when you say online marketing, when you say digital marketing, when you say social media agency, they go, oh, that guy, Rick, right? Rick, you, you yeah. mean Rick? It's like, yeah. who the hell's Rick? Rick <laughs> has a company like hundreds of other companies in the Philadelphia area, yeah. but Rick speaks everywhere. I mean, uh, this guy, Rick, is a machine. Right. He's at the Chamber, he's at the Rotary, he's at the Lions Club, he's at the Kiwanis, he's at all the trade and professional associations. He talks to the real estate group. He talks to uh, the accounting group. I met him first at the uh, IMC chapter, which is yeah. the Institute of Management Consultants. And I just grabbed him. I said, Rick, how many of these presentations do you do in a year? 
He says between 50 and 60, at least once a week, sometimes two. And I said, what other marketing? Because he was like the VP of marketing for his web design company. Wow. He wasn't even the owner. He wasn't even the owner. Wow. And I said, what other marketing are you doing? He goes, just this. I said, wait a second. Wait, you got a multi-million dollar web and digital agency. You speak 50, 60 times a year just around the local community, around the region. And that generates all the rocket fuel for your business. He goes, oh, yeah. In, in fact, we're kind of backlogged right now. I, I probably should cancel some of these speaking gigs because we can't take on more clients. Wow. So it, it's not about, oh, I want to be a professional speaker. I want to go out and make five or $10,000 when I go to some big national conference. We're talking about in your backyard, yep. in your community, yep. there are opportunities to talk to dozens of prospects at a time, but we're not selling them. We're teaching them. We're not selling them. We're helping them. We're not even talking about our products and services. We're making them more educated about the outcomes that they want to create when they hire anybody who's like us and does what we do. So, but guess who they're going to hire? They're not going to go, wow, Rick, that was a great presentation. Let me go home into the yellow pages and find some other web design company. <laughs> They're going to go up to Rick and say, dude, we've been right. redo our website. Can you help us? Right. Bingo. Dude, and that and 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 your book is 77 instant action ideas to market, monetize and maximize your expertise. Do it speaking. And and you're like you're a member of the National Speakers Association. You're you're, I mean, and you're you're moderately funny. <laughs> moderately funny.com. Dude, I love I love those glasses, by the way. So so <laughs> so um Ah, man, we're we're out of time. I I have I I have the wonderful. Yeah, come back. We'll do this again. I know, man. God, yeah, I'll have you on my show like tomorrow. I think. I think so. Are we live on that? Is well, it live? I, I I wasn't gonna be, but I think we we better change it. So we'll do a yeah. Zoom webinar, and then we'll do the Zoom and the Facebook. We need we you need my my course. So um <laughs> I'm using ancient stone tools. Okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do vidyard. How's that? Vidyard. Oh my god, you're killing me. Vidyard. So, vidyard. so <laughs> oh you're amazing, dude. Listen, I, I just I, call out like the best name I've seen in a long time, which is Glow Favreau. I love that. Glow, you got it going on. I, I wish I had a name that was that cool. I, I mean, really for real. I, I me too. Like I, I now, like David Newman, like boring. <laughs> like Glow Favreau is dude. God, that's my new stage name. Glow, do you mind if I steal that and that's my new stage name? <laughs> Would that be okay? Oh, that's funny, dude. So, so, dude, what, where, what, where could somebody that's stuck start right now today? What could they do today? Today, they could go to our website that has just a crap ton of free stuff on it. Doitmarketing.com. 
If they want to dive right in to some free training, it's doitmarketing.com slash webinar. Doitmarketing.com slash webinar. And that will give you the deep dive skinny on how to start monetizing your speaking mojo. Doitmarketing.com forward slash webinar. I've got it scrolling across to the bottom of the, the screen now. So make sure that you go over to do it. And you know what? Look around doitmarketing.com and, and get some free stuff from David. And instead of just getting everything free, go get his book because he actually reads it in his moderately funny voice and some of his moderately funny jokes. It's true. <laughs> so you're recommending the audible version. What's that like six hours and 38 minutes? <clears throat> um, I'm not sure. It's it. Yeah. Something like that. So it might be 39 minutes. If you, but... if you all enjoyed this, number one, you're nuts, but thank you. Uh, but if y'all enjoyed this and you want six hours and 39 minutes more, then follow the advice of my smart friend, Ken Walls. No, ser seriously. I, I like, all right, let, here, let me take him off the screen for a minute and just talk to you guys about this guy. I'm just kidding. Like, seriously, go get his book. It's really good. 77 instant, I'm reading it. 77 instant action ideas to market, monetize, and maximize your expertise for real. And you give real life examples of what you can do right now to start doing more speaking stuff about your business and finding you, you, you talk about it in the book. It's amazing. Yeah. So go get both versions of the book, the audible and the, the hardback version or paperback or whatever it is. Yeah. I wouldn't know because I haven't gotten the, the book book itself yet. Um, I I I hung out with the author and had dinner with him and and he didn't have any copies of his book for me so there was that. <laughs> I'm now really ashamed. I'm By the way, Jerry, Jerry Gideon's is pointing out that your favorite word is now dude and you <clears throat> started using it. I know she told me that the other day, dude. <laughs> All right, dude. Love you, dude. Dude, I love you, man. You rock. Thank you guys. Hey, a lot of people shared this out. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for watching. Thank you for, for follow, follow this guy, man. Follow David right now. Follow David Newman. You're, you're maxed out at 5,000 friends, aren't you? I am, but we can knock some people out. I mean, come There's on. Some for, people for the Ken Walls audience, I'm, I'm throwing some people out. Screw them. <laughs> your audience is more important You're, they're out they're out yeah, they're, they're gone you guys come on in that's it come so so follow david and and i gotta i gotta mention this i would be what's the what's the old phrase i would be remiss if i didn't um so david recently was introduced to a new social media platform called tiktok and <clears throat> You have to go follow him on TikTok. That's that's if you want the raw deal, like the real deal, the real ugly. <laughs> oh, my face is hurting. I'm telling you, David it will crack you up on TikTok. He is absolutely funny on, I mean, you're funny in real life, but like TikTok, you're taking it to another level. Well, I'm a little bit braver because here's my, my naive perception of TikTok is like, well, 
no one's really on there yet, except, you know, you, me, Gittimer, that's about it. Wow, Gittimer uh, just shared this out, man. Wow. Ooh, hey, very Woo. nice. Wow. Very nice. But yeah, so the three of us are on TikTok, and then it's like 17 million teenage girls. <laughs> So I'm just, I'm just, I'm some funny old bald guy. Jeffrey wants to know, can you do the dances? Not like you can, buddy. Not like <laughs> you. Holy smokes. Gittimer's doing the dances. Yeah. Oh yeah. King God. of sales. Follow King of sales on TikTok. And then I'm David Newman marketing. And, yeah. uh, and, and I'm just fun. Ken Walls. I'm just Ken Walls. Ken Walls. Because I, but if you, you go were to. First, you were there first. Dude, if you go to kingoftiktok.com, guess whose website you end up on? Is that you? <laughs> I bought that. Yeah. So look, appreciate you, man. I got to go to the dentist. Yay. That's going to be fun. Vigorous tooth cleaning time. <clears throat> That's it. So listen, thanks for being on. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I have Mark Victor Hansen. What is today? No, 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 not tomorrow. Who do I have? What do I have tomorrow? I don't, I'll have to look. It won't be this good. <clears throat> no, you're amazing, dude. Appreciate you. Don't hang up on me, but I'm ending the live stream. Thank you to everyone who watched. Je Jeffrey said, not that funny. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're sad actually on TikTok, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I love the, on the honest critique. I know. I know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not that funny. All right, listen, you guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.